Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello, Lozzy. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back to being a host instead of guest. Oh, yes, yes. It was um, it was nice last week. <laughs> yes, well, I have to say we did get some amazing feedback from such an unknown guest. So thank you for not just <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you to everyone that supported and, and shared and loved that podcast. It was, I mean, of course, everyone wants to know about your pregnancy oh, update. Oh, it was nice As to did see. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very, very nice. Got some really beautiful feedback. So thank you to everyone who sent that through. How are you going, Laws? I am going good. The, I mean, again, the sun is shining, something we always revert to, but it is, and it's amazing. And I have got a nice special share for you. Would you like me to tell you what it is? You go for it. Okay. So I've actually got an anti-special share and a special share. So I don't know if you've watched it, but on the weekend, I watched The Holiday or Holiday. No, or you didn't. I did. I, was go- I, I thought I told you not to. Did you? Oh, well, I forgot because we watched it. <laughs> I mean, it, it is one of those movies that you watch and you just feel um, like you you can switch off. You literally can predict the ending uh, you can probably predict the script as well, but that's it, it. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie. I saw some people say it was their favorite movie, and I was like, "What happened to our movie standards?" But it's okay. No, if it's your favorite not, movie. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just after we finished watching it, I was like, "Did we just watch?" That whole movie. I don't know how it was number one on Netflix. Like, everyone must have just seen it, really liked her as an actress and yes. thought, oh, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Everyone loves Christmas movies. But um, I watched 15 minutes of it and turned it off. Oh, like, I should have. We should have. We, we dedicated the full hour and a half or whatever it was. But anyway, we, we watched that. But then we watched The Holiday with Cameron oh, Diaz. Oh, The Holiday. Yep, The Holiday. Have you never seen The Holiday? No, I have. I've seen it. But I watched oh, it again oh, and I just God. love it. Yeah, and it's a beautiful movie. And it just made me realise this is what any movie that's called Holiday, Holiday, this is how it should make you feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a feel-good, special movie. And I think also because I just watched Holiday, I was um, really looking forward to something good so mm. uh, it just made me it the whole I don't know it's just such a beautiful movie and it just made me cry of, of happiness and not because I was so because <laughs> I was so no. happy it wasn't the other movie no 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 it's just feel good happy if you want something to watch that will just make you smile I had forgotten how much I loved that movie mm. have it's you got anything for favorites. us yes it's one love of my it. favorites um, yeah, my special share this week, um, as you know, Lawsy, very well, I'm a bit of a creature of habit and I have fallen into my acai bowl routine. Um, ah. <laughs> it is officially acai bowl season. The weather is getting warmer, which means I am now into making them every single day. Um, and I thought I'd share my little combo that I've been doing with everyone. Oh, where did um, you get the idea of sharing a food combo? You know, maybe from someone's recommendations of last week. I don't know. Um, We do have epic smoothie bowl and acai bowl recipes on the app, but this is the kind of way I've been making them at home. It's just within a a frozen acai pack, half a frozen banana, um, a big tablespoon of Greek yogurt. Actually, I get this natural yogurt that's got a little bit of um, monk fruit juice in it, so it's a little bit sweeter than Greek yogurt. Um, and then I do like a splash of almond milk um, and 
our berry whey protein. Mm -hmm. So it's like super berry flavored and I love it. Um, And then I blend, obviously. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then on on top, I've been having... um, chia seeds and rice bubbles so it's basically it's basically rice puff but it's kind of like a in between rice bubbles like the not so healthy rice bubbles and rice puffs that are plain as all hell it's like a healthier version um and I think one thing I need to remind myself to buy next time at the shops is uh cacao nibs because I usually love putting cacao nibs on top but I haven't had them but it's just my favorite combination and it's so delicious yeah, and I just, I just, I'm really loving them at the moment, and it's just such a good, good little brekkie. Oh, well, I'm glad you're back, snack. and I'm glad yeah. that your baby likes acai bowls because if he or she did not, I don't that, know what I would do. Yeah, what would you have done? So lucky. Imagine if that was one of the things that you couldn't eat because it made you feel sick. I don't know. Well, that would be like when you get pregnant if your baby no longer liked fruit. I don't know who you'd yeah. be with. Oh, my baby doesn't like running. I hope it will. <laughs> anyway, I'm obviously not pregnant, so who knows? Um, no. Anyway, <laughs> this podcast, this podcast chat. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys. We have got um, Elise and um, Lawsy. I'm going to let you talk about the intro, but I'm just really excited for the community to get to know her um, a little bit more. I loved this chat so much. Well, I'm glad you're excited because so am I. <laughs> so today we have got the amazing Elise Wichalo. So Elise is one of our kick master trainers on the in the app, but we've actually had her on before for a short segment that mm. we did. Mm. And you guys loved her so much and loved hearing from her. And so we wanted to do a full episode with her. Elise is actually a nutritionist and she has worked for quite a long time with women, especially in um, with eating disorders and mm. recovering with body image and, and most importantly, just re- creating that positive relationship with food because you know Mm. we all go if you haven't that's amazing but a lot of us do go through a time where our relationship with food is not a positive one and so we wanted Elise to come on and really talk about that as well as confidence speaking about confidence how we can change the narrative in our head I think so often when we look at ourselves in the mirror the first thing we want to do is put ourselves down and we need to retrain our minds to think positively about ourselves and Elise is an absolute expert on that so we hope you enjoy this one Elise thank you so much for coming back and joining us on the kick pod we have had you on before but we only had you on for a tiny little short segment so we're so excited to record a full episode with you it's so good to be here ladies thanks for having me so we would love to start with your personal journey with body image and how your relationship with food and exercise has changed over the years Wow, where do we start? So, <laughs> so <laughs> big question. <laughs> well, let me take it right back. I think it's it's probably God. I'm in my thirties now. So when I was, I think we all go through a lot when we're like fifteen, fourteen. I guess it's even younger these days. But for me, mm. it sort of started through high, you know high school when you sort of start to get interested in men and you know you, mm-hmm. and I was a super sporty super jockey kind of girl but at the time I you know I could eat anything and I would play sport and I didn't really think about anything but but that sort of stuff so really a, a huge tomboy mm-hmm. um, and I think you know like every seven years your body starts to change so at 21 I was sort of really skinny and then as soon as I hit like 
the earlier 20s, my body started to change a lot. And I think, mm. you know, through high school, I loved PE, I loved sport, um, but I didn't really think a lot about nutrition and what I was eating until I sort of started to see the difference from eating really poorly to eating really well. And so when I was younger, like I would eat the worst food ever. Like, <laughs> it sounds so oh much like me. Oh my God. Like, I, back and I just didn't know. Like, I didn't have. You know, my mum and dad were beautiful, but, like, they never really mm. taught me, hey, don't eat that, you should eat this. You know, we, we grew up in, you know, part of Melbourne, which was which was awesome, but, you know, never really had that sort of, I guess, mentoring as a younger kid. And I see younger kids now, mm. you know, so much more than what I did back then. <laughs> so we would eat pretty much anything. I remember going to, like, high school and having, you know, two pies, going to play football, coming back and having another vanilla slice sort of thing um so back then you know not a huge thing on my agenda I didn't really care um then I started to sort of you know when I was about 18 I started to get a little bit more in the scene sort of thing you know I wanted to go out um and I you know started dating someone who was quite in the in the scene and back then I remember thinking wow there's these beautiful women you know look at these girls they're stunning and I think back then I started to compare myself a lot with the people I was around and I think that's awesome. They were, they were great people, but that sort of comparison can really be quite hard at a younger age. Mm. And I think for mm. anyone going through, you know, growing up as a younger kid, you go through so many different feelings. Like you think back and you, you remember the days, you know, through high school and looking at yourself in the mirror going, what, what, you know, what's going on with me sort of thing. And I think I had the biggest attitude at about 18. <laughs> My poor mum. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think back then I went through a lot, I guess, mentally on sort of what I was as opposed to everybody else. And I think I was, I was super skinny, like your typical mm. straight down, you know, straight down, up and down, no top half, no bottom half sort of thing. <laughs> so like for me, me, being feminine was all about the big curves. And I think, you know, looking back, I wish I knew so much more what I know now back then. Yeah. And I think I was, I was amazing back then, but I, I didn't know it sort of thing. So I think... I learned so much from about 18, it really hit me in terms of confidence. Um, mm. And so in that journey, I went to, I ended up going to university to study nutrition. But before that, I was absolutely the worst case for someone to know anything about nutrition. Um, I would go to the gym and then go to the milk bar afterwards and buy a, a big chocolate bar and then go back to play football sort of thing. But in that journey, you know, you go through different feelings and I was dating someone, you go to the extreme one way or the other. And I remember like trying the most unusual things for eating just to be lean. Mm. And I think that mm. was when I guess I went one way and not necessarily the most empowering way. And I think I was so lean. I think it was about 48 kilos back then for someone that was mm. quite tall. Yeah, wow. Yeah, really lean. And I think it was one extreme or the other for me. And it wasn't, it was a couple of years that I was really lean. I think I made some really bad, I think, choices in that, in those couple of years. And I have no doubt that the way that I was fueling my body back then absolutely interfered in the choices that I was making. Like, it just makes you think differently. Like, you haven't got as much energy. Mm. I don't know if you girls have ever been like that when you're tired and you're making bad choices sort of thing. So I ended up going to uni and studying nutrition. And I remember studying it and I went through the phase of trying, like, steaks for breakfast. There was all these different things through uni that you learn about. Um, and luckily for me, during uni, I really realised that obviously food, nutrition, body image, all of it is like absolutely an opportunity rather than something that's going to set you back. And I think going from one extreme of experiencing, I guess, the negative of not eating enough 
to obviously trying something different and, and going from one to the other, there's absolutely so much more positive in the other side. And I think having that depth for me through uni, obviously I was quite lucky in that time I got through it, but that's absolutely why once I finished uni, I was able to relate to a lot of women, I think, and I think I really can sit there and understand, okay, you know, there's so much more to a woman and just eating. There's like this emotional connection she has, this comparison, this confidence, this empowerment. And I think a lot of us go through it, but a lot of us don't talk about it. So I think this is a really good opportunity to really chat, you know, body image, relationship with food. Everyone's got one. We just want to make sure it's the right one. So I don't know if you girls can mm-hmm. relate, you know, growing up, you know, it's, it's tough, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and when you were talking about how when you were younger, you were really, really sporty and you kind of could get away with eating whatever you wanted. Um, I, I was very much the same. Like, yeah. And it's not that my parents, you know, fed us unhealthy. Like my main meals and everything were, were fine and were good. But I suppose back then there just wasn't the same education for parents even yeah. as to what is the right fuel for your kid and everything at school. But it's funny, I was quite like lean and, and like had abs and everything when I was like 15. Yeah. And I was the same as you. I would just look at girls with, you know, like bigger boobs <laughs> or big hips and like a softer stomach and like think like, oh, oh my well, gosh, yeah. that's like the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't until I got a bit older that I appreciated that like, you know, everyone being unique is kind of what's so beautiful. Yeah. It's hard when you're in that yeah headspace of comparing yourself to others so hard and I often think back to like what younger women see today as being beautiful and I think the best point of a woman's life is when she can look in the mirror and no matter what have your own back like that's that real power and fire inside that I think is the best feeling in the world And and I really feel for a lot of people who are growing up with you know, this perception of social media to a point of some people's life being so amazing all the time. And I guess that's the beauty of what's happening in social media is imperfections are being shown and that's the most beautiful thing. And I think, you know, women, no matter what, have their own beauty. And I think when you find that point, everything else becomes so much more pleasant. (laughs) So obviously (laughs) you stop thinking so much about it, but, um, I've definitely been through all of those ups and downs of comparing, trying different things. And I think the best part is the knowledge behind how to get yourself through to from A to B, B to C and so on. So, mm. and yeah, and I've, I've got that brain, you know, a lot of us do that we get so infatuated in a certain aspect of something and whatever that is, we, we want to know it inside out. And for me, that was nutrition at that point. Um, so now I sort of see the opportunity of what it can do to really positively push you in the right direction. And I can pick, you know, I can see well, most of the time now when a woman is in the place where she's either at a good place or maybe she's not. And I think that's the beauty of working with women. And to be honest, that's the reason why I never worked with men in the past because mm-hmm. their, their perception is quite different to a female. So I don't actually consult any men, <laughs> just women. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I think it's nice when you can relate to Yeah, person. yeah. So, yeah, my journey went through uni. I completed the degree. I ended up leaving um, school, so I was really happy that I completed the course, tick. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank God. Um, and then I started working with women. So I worked in an eating disorder clinic and um, more of just a behavioural clinic. And I did that for a couple of years, and I loved learning about I guess the emotional connection women have with food. A lot of the time it was like a very deep conversation, but at the end of it, there was nothing more rewarding than getting someone out 
of maybe what they thought was the right idea about their relationship with food to a, a place of being, you know, able to enjoy it and, and celebrate eating with their loved ones, really. So that, that mm. was one of the best, like, parts of my nutrition career in terms of learning how to really talk to women and understand them. Um, yeah, and it was really cool. So I ended up leaving that and I worked with a corporate company called Nestle. And we were the health sector within that. And I learned a lot about pediatrics. Um, I learned a lot about allergies, kids, so much about the different spectrums, I guess, of nutrition. Um, and then I ended up working for F45 on their global challenge. So that was really cool. Le- learned mm. more about women, <laughs> how to get them to work through a challenge, I think, point of view. So setting goals and really striving for something that was important to them. And I ended up working with another company and a few more. And I still work on the side with a lot of nutrition. So it's been so rewarding to see the kit community really, you know, eating so well. So there's nothing more rewarding than me seeing them post the recipes mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's everything. Like we've all got to eat. So how we sort of get around mm-hmm. that journey is, is where it all starts. And I think as oh, well, absolutely. With, with social media now, I mean, I know you mentioned before, Elise and Steph and I were the same, that we didn't think about what we ate when we were younger. Like it, food was mm. just food. And I, for me personally, I cared more about playing sport and doing other things. <laughs> I didn't think about it. And it's crazy now and why this education is so important because we were so lucky to not think about it because mm. now with social media young women and young people are exposed so much younger to all of these diets like I went through a really bad stage with my eating from everything I was exposed to on social media you know the comparison and um, wanting to look like other people and and seeing someone's diet and thinking wow they've got such a good body I'm going to eat exactly like them but obviously as we know that doesn't it doesn't work like that at all so it's just so important now especially I can't imagine growing up in this time, mm. in 2020, being in high school, because you, you do think about it. You can't avoid it unless you're off social media because diets and, and all of these things, like weight loss and all these things, it's everywhere. And yeah. I, I feel so lucky that, you know, us growing up, we didn't have that yeah. exposure 24-7 because it's just changed so much. I know, I know. And I, I think that's why, like, I really think women in particular really need to stick together like that's why I don't think Mm. anyone should ever down someone else like there's always a reason why they're either acting that way or you know like everyone has their own story or position at that time but I think the movement of women understanding where they're at at that point is really important because then nothing else can you know burst their bubble in a way but until they take the time to really sit there and hone in that they're happy where they are at that time then everything's going to come into that bubble. So I really think like setting the time aside on a daily basis, it doesn't have to be like this big commitment, but like this five minutes feel of sitting there, honing in where you are at that day, what you really appreciate, maybe what you didn't appreciate, and then understanding how you can be a little bit better the next day. Because one of the biggest things, and this is a bit off the topic, <laughs> but that I personally find is like, we, we want to achieve so much as a female or as a woman we set these really big goals and there's a lot of pressure on us to be a certain way. And I guess that comes back to that body image of relating to everybody else. But I think mm-hmm. we really need to understand or, or be in a position where we're grateful exactly the way we are like now, because we are, we're really lucky to be, you know, able to, you know, have access to these amazing choices. We're here, like we're, we're things are going to get better every single day. So I think if we can be in a position where we're, um, our perspective is appreciative then we're going to obviously be able to improve. It's when we're trying to strive to be better without actually understanding where we are at that point that we're never going to get there and we'll always want something that we don't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think 
that's where you got to say, okay, just just hold up a minute, just take some time, write down what you're feeling, understand what it is, and then let's start to relook at your perception of what you're really wanting in that relationship comes with that food element as well. So that, that would be my number one tip is that women really take the time to appreciate just exactly who, who they are like now because <laughs> we're pretty lucky. I love yeah. that too. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. And I suppose through, you know, working with women, particularly in that clinic and everything, you would have you would have picked up on so many different ways you can kind of um, grow someone's confidence and, and work on their body image. Other than that amazing tip, do you have anything else yeah. that might help those that are struggling with their body image at the at the right now and maybe with their confidence a little bit as yeah, well? Yeah, and I, like this to me is like, this is what I love about the opportunity that sits with anyone that's listening to this at the moment to be honest like we all we all actually probably wouldn't that often look at ourselves directly in the mirror and really look at who we are and say hey oh hey <laughs> well hey there hey Skip. <laughs> hey Lise hey Laura. like and I think um we we tend to be so fast in what we're trying to do that we forget to slow down a little bit so I think um no matter what we're trying to do Goals seem a little bit old school, but if we sort of shifted the word away from being a goal and we said, okay, what is it that, you know, you're trying to do personally? And this is just not professionally. This is about um, more so that mindset behavior. And as a female, what's our goal in order to feel a little bit better about ourselves? Maybe it's more confidence. Maybe we're trying to say, hey, I I don't want to think about um, certain elements all the time. I want to start thinking about you know, what my partner's doing wrong or my, my work is peeing me off a little bit, whatever it is. Um, try and understand what these things are uh, on the daily because if they if they don't stop, these are the things that sort of add to that stress. So with nutrition, no matter where you are in your fitness or, or nutrition journey, depending on how you're feeling, the absorption of all that amazing nutrients will be uh, either positively affected or maybe not so well affected by the way that we're thinking. So each of us obviously are completely different. You know, our anatomies, our DNA, our mums and dads, some of us might, you know, be able to do lots of different things. Some of us might not be able to, but basically we are all incredibly different and that's the best part. Um, We just need to understand our relationship with our food is one of the biggest elements because if we're stressed and we're trying to make good choices then the stress is absolutely going to overcome the good choices. So you could eat the same meal, be quite stressed or be quite happy. If you're quite happy and your mindset is quite positive, then the benefit in terms of absorbing those amazing nutrients is far greater than if you're stressed. So I don't know if you find that if you guys sort of are a little bit stressed sometimes, you know, you start to get a little bit puffy and you sort of not feeling the good energy of all that amazing work you're doing. But that definitely, you know, your mind is way more powerful than what you think. So it all comes down to mindset before anything else. Yeah, I 100% agree. I find that when when you're stressed, stress is the the number one thing that can affect you so much. And I think the hardest thing, especially this year, is we don't realise how much stress that we're actually Mm -hmm. under. And this year's just been obviously so hard on on so many people. And, And even if, I mean, everyone's world has changed, but obviously some people's have changed more than others. And it doesn't, obviously some's more, some is more stressful than others, but it's no matter like, every single person this year has been under so much stress and and it's so important to acknowledge that and find ways that you can reduce it because it's such a big part of our health is is obviously when we're stressed we we can't be at our best you know we can be exercising so well eating well sleeping and all those things help but if we're stressed 
yeah. you're, you're definitely not going to feel it 100%. I know. And I think, like, you know, we're all... I don't know about you girls, but I, my mind is ticks all the time. Like, I'm always thinking. So it's like <laughs> in the shower, I'm thinking, whatever. But I think, like... And it's okay to be upset at a certain thing. It's okay to feel a bit mm. heat off at something. You know, 2020 has been... We all know what it's been, you know, dot, 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 <laughs> looking forward to next year. So I think just having the, your yourself and saying, it's okay that I'm feeling this way, but you know what, even though this is happening, I'm still going to do this. And I think by acknowledging that it's okay, because a lot of the feelings that we've got, sometimes we forget that feeling angry or frustrated, those emotions aren't a negative emotion. They're an emotion just like being happy is. So it's okay to have all of these different emotions coming through because to be honest that's the reality of who we are we're these amazing life humans with a lot of thoughts and a lot of emotions and I think it's okay if you feel if you feel that way you know it's when you start to sort of Mm. slam that down and pretend you're gonna be happy all the time you know Mm. being really tired and then you're trying to be like everybody else you think why is everyone else really happy all the time and I'm Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. am I this crazy and you know and I think that's the, the best part of the movement that's coming through is you know, don't be in the, in the lines that you always thought were there. Step outside of them and be as, as mindful as you want to be. And I think that's when you'll start to really push through the, the harder and more stressful times too. I love that you brought that up. I um I actually went and saw a psychologist this, this year for the first time ever. Yeah. And the reason I went to her was because I, I wasn't managing my stress levels very well. And then on, on top of that, I wanted to control my feelings. Yeah. And like it took, you know, talking to her to realise like, those feelings aren't negative they just you're feeling them for a reason just sit with it and like accept that you're feeling that way and don't look at it as a negative emotion because I I did say to her I was like I think that I admire so many people around me who are really like happy and positive and so I try and be that way and when I'm not it really stresses me out so it just like it just adds to my stress (laughs) and she was like just don't look at it as a negative. I'm so glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, I can relate to you so much because I think when you're a people person, so I'm, I'm a bit like a 50-50 split. I'm super nerdy and then I love being around people. So if I don't get one or the other, I'm sort of a little bit cuckoo. But, <laughs> but I think I love that. And I went and saw an energy healer who was amazing mm. and she only spoke for a little bit, but she was really good at saying, like, that's okay to be exactly the way you are you're just dealing with different parts of energy and I think that's exactly like having those different um I guess vibes about yourself is it's okay you know we're we're a bit kooky sometimes (laughs) (laughs) what is your advice for because obviously when we look in the mirror the first thing we we say to ourselves we look at the negatives we never point out the positives we have to train our mind Mm. to think that way yeah what is is your advice to anyone struggling with positive self-talk and trying to really flip that narrative in their head and focusing on themselves instead of comparing themselves to others on online or in their lives i think that that for me was part of that that click or not really click it wasn't a click it was definitely a learning journey at like 18 and I'll, I'll talk from my perspective and then maybe more so from a um, mm. consultative approach. But I think when it, it is such a, like, it's such a an influential time for a woman at like 17, 18. And, you know, you're going through so many different emotions. You're either transitioning through something to something. I think when it comes to that point of looking at yourself and trying to understand, you know, um, the typical things that we tend to say is, why am I this way? And that, and why is she that way? And I think the perception of being perfect 
is there because of lots of these different media interactions that we've had through life. So we see magazines, they edit the covers, we see different images. It's not probably the real ones, but I think that it's okay not to be perfect. No one, absolutely no one is perfect. And I think it all comes down to having a really good support network around you. And that's exactly why I love the ladies in this kit community because they're supporting <laughs> each other, saying that you're amazing just the way you are. So at that point, when you're looking in the mirror and you're trying to understand, you know, who am I right now? The way that you are is exactly the way you're supposed to be. So if you're looking to achieve something a little bit more, let's try and look at things that are purposeful in that and it's more about what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve in life than what you what you look like. Because, yeah, mm. being um, a, a smiling face is pretty in itself. But let's look past that and look at these bigger goals and then we'll try and spin the thought process of putting all our energy into, into what we're actually looking like. Because you know what we're like. We'll look in the mirror and we'll pick everything out that we, we can see <laughs> and no one else would see that. So it's about really trying to pick yourself up at that time, pull yourself back and write down some other goals. And I think that will help really try and shift that energy away. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, would love to talk more on confidence because I think there's this uh, perception that it's always going to be connected, you know, with our physical appearance. And if you're not happy in your own skin, you can't be a confident person. And sure, it's definitely a factor that that can, I suppose, um, not help your confidence at all times but I think like there's so many other factors as well that can affect our confidence um and I know a lot of women in our community often talk about you know whether they don't feel confident in the workplace or um confident enough to put their hand up for a sport team or um yeah so many other things what's your advice for anyone who kind of wants to work on empowering themselves and their confidence I think this is the era of the like the females too like putting your hand up and asking for something or you know, the, the, the years of the men dominating the workforce and stuff like that, like that is far gone. So I think I think having the confidence to strive for that sort of acknowledgement or, 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 you know, confidence in the workforce, that is the kind of energy that we're after. Like, I think, you know what it's like if you're in a room full of men or um, if you're trying to go for a sporting team, I guess taking the time to think about the goals and how you will reach them will absolutely give you that confidence there. I don't know if you guys have ever been really quite, um, you know, felt a little bit off about a certain something. You achieved it and you've never felt so good. Is there something that you guys tend to get a little bit nervous about that that you feel so good once you've achieved? Is there anything that makes you guys quite uncomfortable? (laughs) I think for me, I would say for a long, now it's okay, but for a long time, public speaking scared me so much, but I wanted to do it. And so I thought, how on earth am I going to be able to do this? I want to do, this is something that I want. This is my goal. And the only way to get better at it is to do more of it. And so even though for the first like two years that I was doing it, I would feel sick before I'd, I'd, you know, I'd, for the, the maybe hour or two hours before I'd say, how can I get out of this? Why did I sign up to this? Like, what am I doing? Why am I putting myself through this? But then after I, every single time, after I get through those initial nerves and when I finish speaking, I feel so good. Yeah. And I just remind myself of that feeling. Um, so then the next mm. time I don't cancel <laughs> before I do it, 
but you know it's just one of those things you just have to speak to yourself and speak yourself up and think if this is what you want to do and this is a goal that you set it's going to be uncomfortable because I feel like a lot of our goals we set we set them because they're outside our comfort zones and we would already be achieving Mm. them if if it was easy to us so it is going to be uncomfortable and just getting used to that because yeah that for me is something that I struggled with for so long but I just I push myself to do it and I just thought what's the worst that can happen like what I'm gonna say the wrong thing or look really <laughs> awkward like yeah. whatever yeah. doesn't matter everyone's yeah. had their you know that had made mistakes and had failures but um yeah that is what really helps me just knowing that I've got to do it so and I feel good afterwards and writing down how you feel when you've achieved something that you found uncomfortable that is I mean that's the same thing with exercise you know you might you might not want to do your workout or you might think you can't run 5k or 10k or whatever it might be but you once you finish it you feel so good and it's so important to remember Mm. that feeling and and reflect back on it yeah I I didn't want to jump in too soon in case you were jumping in Steffi but I think uh, (laughs) I like there are so many times where I would have said no to something because I was more scared about mm. what I was going to look like. And then all of a sudden you go exactly that, Laura, like you're like, oh, well, you know what, I'm going to try this, see how I go. And there is nothing better than that feeling of like that endorphin rush once you've done it. And I think that's like that accomplishment tick that you really want to mm. keep going to grow. And I think if we sort of did everything that we were comfortable with doing, we'd never get better. Mm. And I actually remember one of my best boxing coaches say, at least, don't work on the things that you're good at. Work on the things you're not good at because that's how you'll get better at, you know, that big 360. And I think that's the really exciting part about what we are capable of is anything. We can do it. We've just got to be able to, you know, be okay with not, you know, maybe being 100% at it at the time when we get better, whatever. But, mm. yeah, not to be scared of doing something that makes you uncomfortable. Absolutely. Oh, agreed. And- I think the thing I always try and remind myself of is like, if you're going to try something new or whatever, you know, as we've spoken about, when it does work out, you just feel so amazing and so accomplished. But even if it's not to work out, you're then just in the position yeah. you're in yeah. beforehand anyway. Yeah. Like if you don't try things, then you're never going to step forward. And I think I can relate. I mean, I've always been a really confident person in so many things, but I always tend to gravitate towards the things that I'm good <laughs> at as well, like where I'm comfortable. And I think that I think when, you know, since Laura and I had started the business and everything like that, I think the one thing that shook my confidence was, I suppose it does relate to that, that um, comparison trap as well, is like not really feeling like I'm, I don't know, where I should be because I maybe didn't study enough before we did this or didn't know enough before we jumped into business. And so I'm constantly trying to challenge myself to learn things. And I think now I'm at a place where I can really appreciate that I'm not, you know, good at everything. I'm not going to be good at everything, but I'll still give it a crack. Whereas when we first started, there was a lot of things that I was like, nope, like (laughs) I'm just, this is scary as all hell and I have no confidence in this area. Um, But yeah, I think it's... um, I think it is really important to to be able to have that internal confidence and that relationship with yourself. I mean, I know there's definitely things that I lean on outside, you know, external things that, that bring my confidence up. But I think when you can kind of talk to yourself and bring yourself up, that's like the most empowering so thing. So cool. And I love that because, you know, like when, for anyone that thinks they're amazing at everything, they're most 100% not. <laughs> because, and, I think, and I think that's nice when you start to meet people that, are so interesting to you because they know something that maybe you don't. And I think that's where that whole shift in, in just 
appearing a certain way that's not what it's about anymore it's about being interesting and learning and trying new things and I think that's the coolest part about being around people that bring that out of you too Mm, yeah absolutely and we've touched a little bit on stress Elise yeah. And so we would love to get your tips on mindfulness and how, how you use it, how you do it, and why it's so important to practice mindfulness in being able to kind of rejuvenate and, and reconnect with yourself and recover. Cool. So stress, um, I think, I can't remember the percentages, but a lot of us, well, at the moment, you can't really blame a lot of people for feeling stressed, <laughs> sort of like a, an unprecedented time. But I think... Um, The way that I really do recommend sort of working on that stress level is we want to work on it on a daily basis. So we don't want to overwhelm ourselves too much with thinking about it. But if you can set 10 minutes aside each day to just really breathe in, you know, quite naturally breathe in lots of air, um, reflect on the day that was. So really sitting in, honing it, you know, how did I feel today? Maybe I was a bit annoyed at this maybe I was trying to do too much today and just writing down like three different points about that particular day and then how you're going to look at it differently the next day it's so simple but that reflection is the only way that you can really hone in on how to sort of shift yourself away from being the same the next day if we just continue to roll in and think I'll be fine I'm just going to keep the pace that I'm working or um, being busy is good then we're obviously going to add that's going to add up towards the end of the week and then the week comes a month and it starts to really impact the mind and the body and I think stress when you're looking at the body can really influence the way that the cells work together so the cells talk um, the mind talks to them it talks back you know what I mean like if we start to continue to stress the mind's ability to work well becomes quite um, disengaged in a way and I think it's really important that we really take the time appreciate where we're at take those big breaths in and we, we, you know, apply those next steps the next day. So I don't know how you guys sort of feel about stress, but it's something that, you know, it can be so influential in how you're feeling. It can impact the choices that you make, the food you eat. And obviously sometimes with women, we tend to eat, you know, poor food choices when we're feeling quite stressed. And that's that emotional connection that we have with food. Do you mm. girls find that too? Yes, yeah. I kind of relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly can relate. Um, I um, I love that. I think, you know, during COVID, whilst there's been so many tough and stressful things in this time, it's also given us a lot more time for ourselves. And I think um, I was picking up and I was trying to find like different things that I think I could like work into my routine and not necessarily everything that I was doing, I'd be able to carry into, you know, life outside of COVID when we go back to normality. But just recently we had Hugh on the podcast from the resilience project. And ever since I think I'm on like day 18 of using his journal and like every night I just like spend five to 10 minutes, um, reflecting on the day. And it's now the last thing I do before I go to bed. And I've been loving it. Like I've um, I've done different things in the past where I've, you know, written three things I was grateful for or, you know, simple things like that. And I found that really helpful and, and really awesome as well. But I think what I'm liking about this is it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit different in a, in a way, kind of what you said, Elise, you just kind of reflect on your day. It's good and bad. And yeah. it's, you just kind of learn from your day. And I really love that. And um, I think being able to find those things that you can fit into your life and that you think you'll be able to kind of sustain is just so important. I know, and I think like we always, that's the sort of thing that drops off that that health or wellness agenda. Like we, we 
get in that session, we train, we try and make good choices. We're, you know, always trying to do that. But I think that's just that additional element that you really do want to set the time aside for because, you know, mm. that just allows you to really reset because each day, you know, we're, we're doing so much. And I think having a journal, it sounds so old school, it's sort of like at the end of the day thing you don't always want to do, but you know, you make me want to do it again. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm going to try it again because I've got a little nice notebook there now too. But I think it does. It just absolutely helps you refresh and start again. And mm, for sure. And I suppose it all comes down to habits, right? So whether it's, you know, fitting in your um, a good fitness routine or um, working on, you know, nutrition or um, anything else you're working on habits are hard to break they're also hard to create what's kind of your tips for anyone that's trying to pick up on a good habit wow this is this is the big one (laughs) (laughs) I think um, like when when back in the day when I was consulting um, normally a habit is something that you sort of tell your mind it's not there so like if you're starting to, um, and it's not all about what you're eating, it maybe you're tending to avoid training because you haven't got the time. So your habit is to avoid all ways of doing that particular thing that you know you're wanting so bad. So the, the mind tricks itself into believing what it wants to believe to make it a little bit easier. <laughs> and I think, um, I think that's why that journal, if we're trying to form new habits, we really need to journal you know, what they are. So for instance, um, I'm feeling this way today. I didn't train like I wanted to. Um, and just because, you know, for instance, it comes a week and I'm feeling, bah. so if we look at the way that we're feeling from the action that we didn't take, we can start to plan out, hey, tomorrow I'm gonna try do this. I'm gonna do it and see how I feel. Then we start to journal the positive emotions that come with that new activity that we did. So, you know, we we all hear the 21 days to break an old habit. Basically, we're just rewiring the way that the brain has thought for a little while. And that that is actually quite hard. So a lot of people find it quite difficult to form new habits around food because they've got an emotional connection with them, with it. Um, But if the feeling far outweighs the result that they're getting, you'll tend to form that new habit because it feels a lot better. So, um, yeah, it takes a lot of willpower, um, but it all starts with honing in how you're feeling, writing down your goals, why you're feeling a certain way, and then starting to make that action plan and getting there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely quite challenging, but I think if you write the goals, one thing that we used to do is voice them. So we would take a video and say, hey, my goal is to stop um, reverting to not training because I actually do want to train and, and working around ways of, of getting that action in. And once you voice it, it becomes live people understand, okay, now I've got to actually do something about this. Um, And it's a really good way of you sort of seeing your accomplishments throughout that as well. And that's a really good um, motivator for you to keep going. Because if you're trying to get to somewhere, I guess, new habit, and you're not really feeling the reward of all of your effort, then you're never going to want to keep going. So it's it's always important to sort of tick it off. I did good today. Cool. I'm going to go again tomorrow. Mm, voicing it makes the biggest difference I think it it takes it from being just something that oh I I wish I could do this or one day to I'm going to do it right now and I'm going to be accountable to it yeah and I I find with with I mean breaking bad habits or even creating good habits the first week is always so hard because Mm. it's it's uncomfortable again it comes back to that point we don't like being uncomfortable but then once you can break through that 
it just becomes easier and easier and easier and it becomes you know it might be if it's for someone listening that's struggling to get their movement in each day because they've just been out of routine that's okay that's normal but it will soon become like brushing your teeth again and it just it just takes that time just like I think we expect things to happen straight away but you know habits do take a really long time to to break and to create and it's important to honor that and if you want to do it write it down and and um do the journaling like you were saying yeah and follow through and i think we always some Mm. some people tend to say oh it's okay um it didn't matter anyway but it does matter you do matter and you you're wanting that so even if you were to write a big note to yourself on you know some people write on the mirror or they write it on the wall I'm going to get here, you know, this is my goal and it matters to me because. So as long as we've had that why and why it's important, Mm. then we can really obviously hone in on having that internal fire to get us there. But yeah, if you slip up, it's okay. We're all all human. Just get back on and keep moving forward. And, um, you know, you can do amazing things. Habits can be so cool as long as you really do put that time in to make sure that they're good ones. 100%. You have to commit to it. And to finish (laughs) off, we have got a question about something that we love that you say, and that is your relationship with food is power. Can you speak to what that means to you? (laughs) Um, Yes, I absolutely can. Um, (laughs) So food, you know, no matter who we are, we've all got a relationship with food. And sometimes it's a really positive one and we love to sit down and eat the food that we've prepared or sometimes we have a not so positive relationship with food and it's not talking the same language as we're wanting it to in terms of how we're feeling. So I think a lot of us can relate to having a not so positive relationship with food but the goal is absolutely to be at a place where you're enjoying the nutritious food that you're eating. And so food, no matter where we're at, will either provide a positive influence on our energy, on our vitality, on the way we think, on the way we move, or it may not. And I think the first thing that we look at is that relationship with food, and that comes from that mindset about it. So some tend to, when you're upset, you'll, you'll revert to food and you'll say, oh, this is gonna make me feel better. It doesn't always make you feel better. You're not feeling quite sloppy. So food is such an opportunity to turn um, I guess that relationship into power and I think we've you know I've personally been on the opposite spectrum of that and gone not so powerful with food and then you've been at the opposite end and you've seen okay I can actually eat in a way that's really going to power what I'm trying to do in life at home or work um, and feel really good at the end of the day when I'm talking to myself in the mirror or whatever that that's time is when you're on your own um, so food you know the, the way that we're consuming food is energy so whether you know, every single second of the day, it's either changing your cells, it's turning genes on and off, um, it's working with your organs. So food does matter, our choices do matter. You don't wanna be at a point where you're looking at every single inclusion within that meal. You just wanna be eating clean consistently and in a way that nourishes your life. So I think planning out your nutrition is key. It doesn't mean you have to be so full on about what it is you're eating, but it does mean that you need to make good choices um, to really get that balanced lifestyle and get that power from all the all the effort that you're putting into your your meals. So, you know, it's hard sometimes. You can't always plan all your meals, but there's always choices that you can make. You know, you don't order all of the luxurious things on the menu. <laughs> you try and drink a lot of water. Um, you know, and, and they tend to say that, the you know, the Mediterranean diet is still the best in the world. And that's because it's, it's balanced. It's got good fats in mm. there. It's got good nutrients it's Mm. got a little bit of everything you know the colors of the rainbow 
and that is power and that's when you start to stop thinking about food all the time and you start enjoying life again like you're okay with where you're at you're happy you're doing great things you're hitting goals um, and you're eating in a way that really does complement your lifestyle I love that so much and the Mediterranean diet is probably um but thank you so much elise it was just it was so good to get to chat to you and um i suppose share your wisdom with our community i know they're all absolutely loving your boxing masterclasses (laughs) and i think it's going to be really special for them to get to know you a little bit more yeah so good thanks for having me ladies always nice to chat to you Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat as much as we did. We also want to congratulate Elise and her partner, Dan, for opening up their very own gym. Combine Air HQ in Sydney. It looks so amazing. I can't wait to check it out next time I'm up there. It is altitude training, which is super cool and, uh, yeah, just really different. And I'm really excited um, for them both. We hope you guys enjoyed that chat. Remember, Elise has some epic masterclass boxing sessions in our app, so you can check them out and um, be sure to work up a sweat. (laughs) And if you would like to find more about Keep It Cleaner, you can on our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au. We have always got our seven-day free trial if you want to give it a go. You can also find us on Instagram at keepitcleaner at laura.henshaw. Oh, my goodness, I said my name first instead of yours. I'm so sorry. At <laughs> Steph Smith. And I'm not going to say my name again, but I was meant to be the other way around. See, see you guys or talk to you guys next week. <laughs>